Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Tika Taylor. We're going to talk about spiritual practices today. Now, we already defined spirituality in other podcasts, and we already talk about the difference between spirituality, religion, and consciousness. Now, today, I just want to talk about the different spiritual practices that we can utilize in order for us to be more spiritual. Because we live in a world that is so mundane, superficial, and materialistic. And sometimes we can get caught up in it and we can lose our focus. We can lose our way. We can be thrown off balance. And by us engaging in these spiritual practices, it can help us regain our spirituality. Spirituality is definitely the way to go. Spirituality is what we need to help us survive all the ordeals and the challenges and the crisis that we go through on this planet. Okay? It helps us stay focused. We don't get caught up in this human experience. We stay above it. We transcend it. We rise to the top. We don't sink to the bottom. We rise to the top. So it's very important before we talk about the spiritual practices that we need to engage in to keep us spiritual, let's talk about briefly what is spirituality. Because someone who haven't had the opportunity to hear the other podcasts about spirituality may not know what we're talking about. So let's just briefly define what spirituality is before we get into the spiritual practices. Right, Because once you get to a certain headspace, you get to a certain mindset, you get to a certain level, you have to be able to incorporate your spirituality into your everyday reality. A lot of people don't understand spirituality helps you stay humble. Spirituality gives you a foundation. It gives you a moral foundation. Because a lot of people just focus on knowledge and information and data. You know, they like to know facts. They want to hear the evidence. They want to hear what's going on. They want to get caught up in the mundane world. But a lot of these people don't know how to humble themselves. They don't know how to just get to that place where they can be in touch with the divine, their divine nature. It's not always stimulating your lower nature. It's about getting in touch with your higher self, your higher nature. And spirituality is going to help you do that. Now, spirituality is a place within yourself where your soul can find a sense of peace. When you are in this world and you are just being bombarded by negativity 24 hours a day, You're constantly hearing bad news. Somebody got beat up. Somebody got mugged. Somebody got robbed. Somebody got raped. Somebody got abused. Somebody's exploited. Somebody is discriminated. Somebody's oppressed. Somebody's kidnapped. When you're constantly being bombarded with all this negativity, you can just tune into your spirituality and you go in that place within that you can find a peace of mind. You could just tune everything out. Okay, doesn't mean that you're not consciously aware of what's happening in the world and that you're not being in touch with 
what's going on that you're not dealing with it. It doesn't mean escaping like you're on drugs. It doesn't mean just blocking everything out as if, you know, you're not even there, that you're just, you know, moving on to somewhere else in time and space. No, it just means that you can rise above Okay, you can transcend all this problem and find you that peace of mind inside and that safe place inside of you. That's what spirituality is about. Now, spirituality is a very intimate and personal experience. It's very subjective. No one can define it for you. It's your own connection to the divine source and to your higher self. Right? That's what spirituality is about. Spirituality is not about ideology, doctrine. It's not about that at all. It's about you and your connection to the divine, to the universe, to the higher consciousness, to the all, to the source. That's what spirituality is about. Now, spirituality is a lifestyle. It's not just an occasion a special event or an activity. It's the everyday reality from the time you wake up to the moment you fall asleep. Spirituality is practiced in every way along our journey. A lot of people say they're spiritual, but they're not talking spiritual. They're not behaving spiritual. They're not thinking spiritual. They're not feeling spiritual. Okay, spirituality isn't everything that you do. You can't sit there and cuss somebody out. Just get nasty and raunchy and call yourself spiritual. Now, I understand that sometimes, you know, people may fall. Sometimes they may act outside of themselves or besides themselves. Okay, but this is not going to be a common occurrence. You're just not going to be screaming profanity all day cussing people out, abusing people, calling them names, and then you're going to call yourself spiritual. No. If you're spiritual, you're going to watch what you say with your mouth. Even if you're angry, even if you're upset, even if you have the right to be mad, you're not going to just allow yourself to get on a certain level. You're going to watch how you talk. Okay? You can't say you're spiritual and you're arrogant. You think that you're better than everybody. You have this false sense of superiority. You're walking around acting like, you know, your stuff don't smell. You acting like you bigger and badder. Now, you can't be spiritual and have that type of mindset. You can't go around always putting people down and criticizing, judging people. If you're spiritual, you're going to be humble. You're going to try to understand. You're going to have empathy and compassion. You're going to feel other people's pain. You're going to be able to feel what's going on. Not just see with your eyes, but feel what's going on. You're going to be empathetic. You're going to understand. Even though you may not agree with everything people do, but you understand. You won't be so quick to judge. So quick to try to hurt and destroy people. That's not being spiritual. A lot of people out here claiming to be spiritual and they're doing all this crazy stuff. Spirituality is something that is exhibited in every aspect of your life. All right. Now, once you get into your spiritual space, the following things start to happen. Once you get into your spiritual space, you learn personal things about yourself 
that were never revealed or known. All right? You start really getting personal and intimate with yourself. This is, what, this is what happens when you get spiritual. You get into your spirit. Once you get into your spirit, then you could extend yourself to other spirits. You can put yourself in other spiritual spaces once you get in tune with your spirit. You get to know who you are intimately. You get to know your fears, your doubts, your insecurities, your strength, your talents, your natural abilities. You get to know yourself inside out. Okay? Things that you never knew about yourself. Once you start getting spiritual, you start getting to know yourself. And we'll talk about the different spiritual practices that will help you get to know yourself. We'll talk about that in a minute. You'll explore your potentials, your talents, your gifts. You'll see how unique and how special you are. How different you are from everybody. Nobody is exactly alike. Even identical twins are not identical because they have their own soul. So they have their own spirit. All right? Now, once you get to know yourself, you discover your authentic self and your true nature, your divine identity. Who are you? You will definitely get in tune. A lot of people are scared to death to get to know themselves. They're afraid because they're afraid of what they might learn. Now, it's okay. I mean, what's the worst thing that you're going to learn about yourself? I mean, what is the worst thing that you're going to learn about yourself that you don't already know? How bad can you be? You'll be surprised. You're not as bad as you think. All right? Now, you may have done some things, but those things don't define you. Now, you have to find out why you did those things. I mean, what kind of state of mind were you in to be able to do some of those things? All right? But those things don't define you. That's not your identity. That is not who you are. That is not your divine identity. Your divine identity is your spirit. It's your soul. That is who you are. You have to be able to rise, to raise yourself above all of that mundane, superficial, materialistic things. You're more than the flesh. You have to go beyond your limited perceptions. Your restricted boundaries and your fears. You have to go beyond those things in order for you to get to know yourself. You have to open yourself to new experiences, possibilities, and realities. This is what happens when you get in the spirit. When you get spiritual. You know that this mundane life is not all there is. There's a whole new realm of possibilities and realities outside this physical reality. There's a lot of things that we are not allowed to touch, to dabble in. These things are restricted to us. We're not allowed to touch these things. Now, once you get into the spirit, there's no more boundaries. Those things are open to you. Okay. Now you can connect with others in an empathetic way, being able to feel their emotional experience and get a glimpse of their reality. All right. Cause it's kind of hard for us to really know anybody because we are on the outside. We're on the outside looking in, but once you get spiritually connected 
and you're able to connect spiritually with another human being, you're no longer seeing them on the outside. You're able to tap inside. You're tapping inside to get to know them from inside. Right? That is connecting to that individual intimately, spiritually. And a lot of people are scared to do that because they're scared to know other people. Because sometimes they just want to know what they want to know and they just want to see what they want to see. They're not quite ready to see the real person. Right? Now, spirituality is the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things. It's not about the physical thing. The physical thing is for the physical experience. Okay? The material thing is all about for the material experience. But we do have another type of experience that we can have, which is the spiritual. Now, you have to be able to transcend the, the material and the physical world in order for you to get to the spiritual. You got to be able to tap in, go within. The spiritual is not external, it's internal. Spirituality has different meanings for each person. There's no cookie-cut definition for spirituality. All right? Now, once you get spiritual, there are certain things that you're going to start doing. Okay? You're not going to value the material things as much. You can appreciate material things because they're here. We're here in this physical realm to have a physical experience. So you definitely could learn to appreciate the physical things because they enable you to have a certain experience. But that's all. You're not going to give them more value than they, they, they have. You're not going to make them more important than they are. They're not that important. It's nice to have clothes, it's nice to have jewelry, it's nice to have a car, house. All those things are nice, but those things don't define you, who you are. Those things don't make you. Those things are not more important than people. Now, we live in a world that gives things and objects more importance than people. Now, once you get spiritual, you understand that people are worth more than anything. People are the one that make things valuable. Without people, things have no meaning. There's no value to things without people. Okay? Now, once you start getting spiritual, you want to find out your life purpose. Now, once you find out who you are as a spiritual being, the next stage is finding your life purpose. You want to find out why you're here. Once you get spiritual, you're not caught up in all this mundane thing. You're not worried about, you know, the titles and the positions and the status and the likes and the dislikes and the fame, the fortune. You're not worried about that. You know, and again, there's nothing wrong with having money. There's nothing wrong with having nice things. But those things are no longer your priority. They're not your objective. It's not, oh, I got I to gotta do this. This is the to-do to thing. No, you do it because you want to have a certain experience. But that's all it is. It doesn't mean anything. Other than that, you start to find your life purpose. What is your life purpose? Okay, what are you here for? There's more to this life than having sex, having pleasure, eating food, having fun. There's more to this life. Now, some people, they come to this world, to this material world, to this physical world, just to have fun. That is the purpose of their life. They're just here to have fun. That's it. These people on the lower level. Now, is that a good or a bad? No, it's not good or bad. It just is. Now, you may be one of those people that you're just here to have fun. 
just want to have sex and you want to go, you know, to the club. You want to make it rain. You want to wear your little coochie, coochie, hoochie clothes and just want to have fun. You want to play your video games. You want to run around here, run around there. Maybe that's just the purpose of your life. And that's fine. Your life has no other meaning besides that. Just have fun. They call these type of people hedonistic. They just want to have fun. That's it. Now, for the rest of us, okay, who've been there, done that, we've had our fun and we realized that there's more to life than just having fun. There's another purpose to living. There's another purpose to living, all right? Now, it could be how to be of service or how to serve the greater good. That could be one of the reasons why we're here. How do we be of service or how do we serve the greater good? It's not just about me, myself, and I, okay? We live in a global village, in a global community, and what we do affects everyone else. It's like a a chain reaction, like a domino effect. And so when we realize that we, in the spirit, the spirit knows no boundaries, and there's no limitation. So whatever we do here have a ripple effect throughout the whole planet. Everything in the planet somehow is affected by all of our actions, all of our reactions on an energetic level. We feel certain things. The animals feel certain things. The plants feel certain things. The rocks, the air, the water, all those things are interconnected. All those things are feeling. They're feeling. They're connected energetically. Now, they're not feeling in the sense that they have the same level of conscious awareness that we have. But on an energetic level, everything is interfacing. So we have to find out how do we be of service or serve the greater good. When you are a spiritual person, that's your goal. You're trying to find out how can I contribute something to make humanity better. How can I do something that's going to bring joy and happiness and peace and love? What can I do to leave that footprint behind of love and reciprocity and balance and justice and order? What can I do to do that? All right. Another question you ask, how do I maintain my inner peace? How do I do that? How do I maintain my inner peace and my inner happiness? Okay, inner, inner. We're not doing surface things anymore. Okay, we're no longer doing superficial things. We're trying to get deep into the spirit. How do you maintain that inner peace and find that happiness? We'll talk about the different spiritual practices. How do I find solutions to life challenges and problems? We're not trying to cover things up. We're not trying to throw it under the bed and lock it up in a closet. No, we are ready. When we get in the spirit, we're ready to face life. We're ready to face life on life terms. We're not trying to manipulate and control and change things. We're trying to face life on life's terms. That's what we're trying to do. When you get spiritual, all right? When you get spiritual. Now, there are different paths to spirituality. There's no such thing as one way to get there. Okay? 
Now, there are different types of spirituality. A lot of people may not know that, but there's different types of spirituality. There's not one way to get to spirituality. There's many ways to get to spirituality. Now, there may be one religion, all right? Someone may focus on one religion, even though there are many religions, but people usually don't have multiple religions at the same time. They usually have one religion or the other. But spirituality, there's different types of spirituality. All right, let's talk about the different types of spirituality real quick. Mystical spirituality. This is when you focus on the intuitional part of the soul. It's mystical. Okay, you believe there's a greater unity to every experience in life. You believe that everything happens for a reason. There's a greater explanation behind everything that happens. All right, everything happens for a reason. It's the mystical. Somehow everything works out for the greater good. Everything seems to synchronize and fall into place. Somehow everything is being ordained or orchestrated by a force. We can call that the source, the creator, destiny, ancestors. We can call that whatever we want to call it. Again, we don't understand it and we can't quite explain it. We just have to accept it. It's called mystical spirituality. It's mystical. We just know that things are going to happen. Now, sometimes we can influence things with our spirits. Okay? We can have spiritual transmutation. I did a podcast on that. If you're interested, you can go listen to it. All right? That happens. We could alter things when we're in the spirit. Okay? Now, we also have intellectual spirituality. The core belief behind this type of spirituality is knowledge. People believe that if they gain knowledge of spiritual theories and they analyze the information they get their hand on, they can get more spiritual. Some people believe that. They really do. They want to seek all type of intellectual, spiritual enlightenment. They're going to read all the the books of Buddha. They're going to read all the books of, you know, of consciousness. All right, of mysteries. They're going to read all the cult books to find out the different spiritual practices so that they can intellectually get in touch with the spirit. All right, everybody have their own way of doing things. Now, some people can combine mystical spirituality with intellectual spirituality. Now, mystical spirituality, you don't need no book. You don't need no doctrine. You don't need no library pass. You just tune into your intuition. Okay, it's the intuitional part of the soul. Now you go within to get your knowledge and understanding. You're tapping into the Akashic Records. That Akashic Records is that place in the universe where all knowledge is stored. And some people are able to tap into that place and access different knowledge and information. The word educate means to pull from within, to get information from within. Nobody outside of you is teaching you. You're pulling in from your own resources or from the spiritual resources that you get from your intuition, from your genetics, your ancestors. You're tapping into that so you can gain spiritual understanding. Right? Now, some other people focus on intellectual spirituality. They would go study the great mystic you know, the ones who wrote books, they'll find out their philosophies, their spiritual philosophies, their spiritual theories. They will, you know, study spiritual practices so they can 
intellectually get in touch with the spirit. Now, is that a good or bad thing? It's neither. It's, it's just a path that's available to you if you want to travel that path. Some people can intuitively go within and tap into their inner knowledge and they can pull from their source of resources inside, from the acoustic records. Other people can't do that yet because they are not in tune like that. So they have to go pick up a book and learn about spirituality. They have to go follow a guru, a prophet, someone to tell them or teach them because they cannot tap into those uh, um, resources on their own. Now, the ultimate goal is to tap in on your own. Once you get the knowledge and information, you no longer need someone to take you by the hand. You're able to access your own spirituality and do the work on your own. Now, service spirituality. Now, that's a good one. This is one of the most common types of spirituality. It's because people experience spiritual peace when they serve others. Helping others without expecting nothing in return. This is a way to be spiritual and get in tune with your spiritual self. Now, this is called service spirituality. Some people are just natural helpers and givers. They feel good helping others. They feel great helping others. If they see someone need help, it is a pleasure for them to help. They want to feed the hungry. They want to clothe the naked. They want to help people who are sick. They want to put people in homes who are homeless. They want to be able to make this world a peaceful place. They want to be of service. And service spirituality is definitely an awesome form of spirituality. People really get in tune with other people. They find peace happiness, and love when they are working to help other people. These people are the ones who have open home policy. They always bring somebody in. They're taking somebody into their home, feeding them, clothing them. You know, these are the people that volunteer to go to the hospital, to the hospice, to visit the dying and the sick. These are the people who take pets in, you know, to care for them. These are the people who volunteer their time to help people. These are the people who are given to charity. They practice service spirituality. They love serving others. It is a gift for them to give to others. Their gift to humanity is service. They want to assist others. And these people also practice spiritual activism. Right? They're the people who are out there trying to help people. They're the ones who are trying to save humanity. They're the ones who want this uh, planet to be an oasis, to be a paradise, to be a better place. They're not just satisfied with their own little reality. They're not just, hey, I got my money, I'm good. I got food to eat, I'm good. I got good health, I'm good. No, these are the people who want to go out and save people. They want to make sure that other people have food, other people have medical care, other people have a home to stay. All right. They believe that what happens to one impacts everybody. So when you have people who are suffering, everybody suffers. When you have people who are hurting, everybody hurts. When you have people who are deprived, everyone is going to be deprived to some degree. Everyone is going to be deficient in some way because we all are interconnected. The people who provide service spirituality, they know this. They're very, uh, they're very in touch with that knowledge. 
that we all are one. We all are interconnected. So the fact that you're allowing one person to suffer, that means that everybody's subjected to that type of suffering, whether it's indirect. Okay, you could be hurting and don't even know you're hurting because somebody somewhere around the world is hurting. And you don't need to know why you feel that way, but you feel hurt. You feel pain. And you can't even understand that. All right. So people who practice service spirituality, they're clearly aware of that. And that's the reason why they're always trying to give something back. They're always trying to reach out and help. They're always trying to help. Right. Now, social spirituality, experiencing spiritual awakening when you are surrounded by other people. Now, these are the social butterflies. These people, they love to connect to other people's energy. They love to go out. These people will get sad and depressed if they are deprived of human contact. These people have to go out. They got to go party. They got to go visit. They got to go, you know, uh, to the uh, club. They got to go to the park. They got to go to the gym. They have to make human contact. They have to socialize. This is how they experience their spirituality, to social interaction. Now, these people are not really dealing with service. They're not really trying to help nobody. They're really focused on the type of contact and interaction they make with others. That's what they're focusing on. They just have to socialize with others. They experience their spirituality or their spiritual awakening when they are interacting, socializing, and relating with other people. Okay? They get that through building relationships. Right now, the last type of spirituality is orthotherian spirituality. Now, this defines spirituality as a set of rules and some restrictions. This type of spirituality is associated with religious belief. People can engage in religious practices in order for them to feel like they're getting in touch with their spirituality. Right now, this type of spirituality is limited. All right, because it is external, right? This type of spirituality is external because they're getting their spirituality from something other than themselves, somebody else, an authority. That's why they call it authoritarian spirituality. Somebody else is the authority. That authority usually is the church. It's the mosque, okay? It's the chapel. It's the priest. It's the pastor. It's the preacher. It's the nun. These people are the authority that teach about spirituality. So spirituality is being taught through a third party. It's not a subjective experience, right? Usually people who practice this type of spirituality, this is just a crush for them, right? Now, sometimes people cannot conceptualize spirituality on their own. So they have to have somebody give them a definition. Somebody has to give them an idea or a concept of what spirituality is. Now, this is just an introduction. And once they get this religious perspective, this religious doctrine, this religious philosophy, sometimes they are able to go to the next level. Okay? They no longer need that scripture anymore. They're able to tap into their own spirituality. Sometimes people just need something to give them a step. It's like a stepping stone. Some people are totally deprived of their spirituality. They've never been activated. They've been completely cut off. So because of that, they can use religion as a stepping stool to spirituality. Now, unfortunately, a lot of people don't use religion as a stepping stone. 
What they end up doing is just using religion, thinking that is spirituality, and reality is not. All right? This is where you get people get stuck. They get stuck. They get stuck in religious ideology. They get stuck in doctrine. Sometimes they become arrogant. They believe that their religion is supreme and is better than other people's religion. Okay, this can lead to religious terrorism, religious bullying, and religious extremism. This is when people will do anything to defend their religious belief. This is when people are trying to force their religious belief on other people. They're trying to impose it because they think that that is a form of spirituality. And it's not. It's not, okay? It's just giving people some type of structure and some type of idea what religion, you know, can, as far as religion can explain. Because religion can't explain spirituality, all right? I mean, it can try to give people some type of idea of what it is, all right? Introduce that concept of a god or a deity of a creator. Introduce the concept of angel and devil and you know, demons, and introduce that possibility of other things being real. Just introduce that idea. Because some people, they have no idea that there's another world besides the physical. Now, once they get a glimpse or peek that, yeah, oh, okay, that may be possible. Now, that propels them to investigate and do research, to do more study to find out, wait a minute, this is where the intellectual spirituality come in. People go from religion from from authoritarian spirituality, which is religion, to intellectual spirituality. And from intellectual spirituality, that's when they get to the mystical spirituality. And from the mystical spirituality, that's when they get to the service. Service. Now they know who they are and they know what they're here to do. And that's why they are of service to humanity. Right? But a lot of people do get stuck on the religious form of spirituality and they never graduate to the next level. They get stuck there. That is just a stepping stone for people to be able to get into their spirituality. Okay, you go from the external to the internal. Religion is external. Somebody else is telling you what to believe. All right, spirituality, you're discovering for yourself what you can know. Not believe, but know. Okay, now let's get into the spiritual practices. All right, now we're not talking about religion here. We're not talking about one set of doctrine or one set of belief system. We're talking about spirituality. So there are many things that we can do to increase our spirituality, to expand our spirituality. Now, one of the things we could do is meditation. Meditation, okay? Meditation is not attached to any religion. You don't have to be a Buddhist. You don't have to be a monk. You don't have to practice any particular religion to engage in meditation. Meditation is defined as one of the spiritual practices that can increase our connection to the divine, our higher self, and nature. We could definitely get in tune with meditation. Meditation doesn't have to be done in a temple or a religious place. It can be practiced at any place, location, or scene. It doesn't matter. Now, the purpose of meditation is to do the following. Clear the mind. When you're meditating, you clear your mind. Okay? You get rid of all the junk in your mind. There's a lot of chatter. There's a lot of irrational thoughts, limited beliefs, and intrusive thoughts, and 
illogical thoughts and unrealistic expectations. We have a lot of things, distorted perception. We have a bunch of junk in our minds. So when we meditate, we're able to clear our minds. We're able to silence those voice. We don't want to hear all that chatter, chatter. We're able to reflect on the important things in life. Okay? It helps us with relaxation and calmness. Sometimes the chatter in your mind makes you nervous and jittery and, and anxious and stressed and overwhelmed. So when you meditate, you're able to help relax and calm your mind. Okay? Now, meditation overall helps, it improves your health on all levels. Okay? Because once you relax, you reduce your stress, you also improve your immune system. And your immune system can promote healing, recovery, and rejuvenation. All right? Now, meditation also helps us not just physically, but emotionally and mentally. Okay? It connects us to the divine consciousness. That's spiritual. Okay? It helps us incorporate our spirituality into our daily routine. You can calm down and meditate. Wherever you are, you can meditate. Meditate while you're driving for a few minutes. Meditate in the bathroom. Meditate, you know, when you're using the sink to brush your teeth. Meditate when you're eating. Meditate when you take a break at work. You can meditate anywhere at any time. Okay, when you meditate, you are incorporating your spirituality into your daily life. You're, you're, what you're doing is that you're connecting to the divine. You're reminding yourself that you're not just this physical body. You're more than that. There are different parts of you. You have a different identity. You have a spiritual self, a physical self, an emotional self, and a mental self. Okay? Now, it increases your vitality and energy. It recharges the mind and body. It reawakens the spirit. It helps us to practice gratitude and appreciation. All right? These are the things that we get from meditation. It's excellent to practice meditation. That will definitely help us. Now, something else that we can do, we can definitely do to help us with our spirituality, we can practice mantras. Okay, mantras. What is a mantra? A mantra, okay? The repetition of short spiritual phrases or divine words to transform an individual state of conscious awareness. It's a sacred language with special words repeated like a prayer to activate our spiritual energy or connect us to the divine. It is infused or incorporated into our daily activities and repeated as often as possible. It's used for the following reasons. Mantras. Okay, we keep saying mantras, short phrases, spiritual, spiritual phrases. We're not just saying things just to be saying it. Those things, these words are sacred languages with special spiritual energy. Now, when we recite the mantras, it does the following. It expands our consciousness, right? It helps us stay focused on something positive. We're repeating the mantras over and over, over every chance you get. You may not be able to say a long prayer because maybe you don't have time to engage in long prayers. You don't need that, right? It's like a very short prayer, right? It's like a, 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 a it's like a phrase, a spiritual phrase. You know, it's not a long passage or a paragraph, just a little phrase, 
all right now it helps remove distraction and irrational thoughts when you feel your mind drifting away your mind is drifting away you're thinking about things that make no sense at all intrusive thoughts irrational thoughts all right you want to remove those things you start chanting the mantras all right it helps you to become more balanced and aligned with positive energy it promotes personal growth all right now if you want to get spiritual you can start repeating mantras some people you know say they're short prayers right they're divine words spiritual phrases okay it helps transform individual state of conscious awareness is sacred language with special words repeated like a prayer to activate our spiritual energy or connect us to the divine okay now the selection of a mantra is very personal and private you have to choose something with a special meaning based on what you're trying to achieve or obtain right you have to tailor or alter your mantra to your own spiritual needs it depends on what you need Now let this mantra resonate with your soul. It should be something that makes you feel good or it should be inspirational. You know, something that makes you feel alive. Something that activates you, rejuvenates you, right? Choose something that reflects your personality, your values or lifestyle. Create a different mantra for each situation, condition or circumstances. What works for someone house may not be appropriate for you. All right, it's very important. Cuz some people like to repeat other people's mantras. You can if it works for you, but the most important thing is to create your own mantra. Okay? Use these mantras every time you have the opportunity. You create it. You know, you are the one who's going to create something that is going to resonate with your spirit. While you're driving, while you're at work, Are you waiting in the line? You're in an appointment. You're holding on the phone. You're showering. You're eating. You can repeat these mantras. It's very important that you do that. Okay, it's very important that you do that because it will help you connect to your higher consciousness and to the divine. Okay, now a lot of people like to wear jewelry. right they like to wear costume jewelry all right but if you're spiritual you don't wear costume jewelry just to be wearing it you wear costume jewelry that has some type of special spiritual meaning okay special spiritual meaning these things are energetically charged right now let's talk about special jewelry when you see people who are spiritual they're wearing special jewelry It may look like they're wearing a jewelry just to be wearing it, but they're not. It has some type of significance. Now, we are going to talk about two types of special jewelry. Okay, we have an amulet, amulet, amulet or a talisman. Okay, anything that is worn for protection, charm, luck or support. Okay? It protects you from negativity, from evil, from diseases, from witchcraft, magic, sorcery or bad luck. Also it gives you blessings and attract fortune and fame. It's also for healing properties as well. So when you see people wearing a special necklace, okay, it may look like it's something culture, something spiritual. It is, all right? It has special meaning. Okay? It's what they call an amulet, an amulet, amulet. Okay? Now these consecrated. Now, this is a talisman. Talisman is a magical object. All right? Now, talismans are things that are 
that are consecrated objects, okay? These things are blessed through religious or spiritual rituals. Now, they can be jewelry, rings, stones, crystals, or other objects. Now, some of these talismans are magical objects. They have magical or sacred inscriptions on them. The inscription could be numbers, letters, a text, or a symbol. These things are consecrated. That means that they are dedicated, okay, to the spirits, all right? They're spiritual objects. They, they have spiritual properties, okay? They were blessed through spiritual rituals. Now, some people may not believe in these things, and you don't have to. But if you do, you can understand that this is something that you can use in your religious belief if you are religiously spiritual or in your spiritual practices. If you don't engage in spirit and religion, you just engage in spirituality. You can use these type of talismans and uh, amulets, you know, for you to use as protection, blessings, and to attract positive energy. Okay, amulets and talismans provide protection from misfortune. All right, protection from random acts of negativity. Now, you know, some people are just at the wrong place at the wrong time. If you're wearing one of these jewelries, you could get protection, even though you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Now, they're not saying be negligent and just expect your jewelry to protect you. But if you accidentally get into the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people, you can get protection. All right. They also protect you from accidents. All right. Now, if you're making poor decisions and choices, it can help you redirect yourself. Okay, if you meet somebody with bad intention, someone who's trying to hurt you, they have bad motive, your special jury can protect you. It can protect you from evil or wicked forces. Okay, these are called spiritual jury. Okay, amulets and talisman. And a lot of people don't believe in these things, but they are real. They are very real. Now you can definitely practice these things and you can see the results. Now, some people think it's just mind over matter. They believe that because you believe it, that's why it's happening. Maybe, all right? But it works. It works for a lot of people. And you definitely have to know that it works. You have to not just believe it works, but know people who've had evidence, who've had proof that it works, know that it works. And that's the reason why they do it. All right. Another way of, of uh, practicing spirituality is connecting with your ancestors. A lot of people... Okay, in indigenous cultures, they believe in ancestral relationships. They build relationship with their ancestors, spiritual relationships. Obviously, their ancestors are physically out of this world. They're in the spiritual realm, but they don't believe that they're completely gone. They believe that they're still in touch with them. So their goal is to connect with their ancestral spirits. All right. So a lot of people are really into their cultural and traditional heritage. All right. They acknowledge their ancestral roots. And by you acknowledging your ancestral roots, you can connect with your ancestral spirits. Right. Now, part of ancestral relationship, not worship. People don't worship their ancestors. Their ancestors are not gods. People acknowledge their ancestors and they build relationships, spiritual relationship with the ancestors. They know that their grandma is watching over them, their father, their mother, whoever deceased in the family, within that bloodline, these people are watching over them. So what they do is they honor their ancestors for their existence and contribution to their bloodline. They acknowledge that these people left a legacy 
They acknowledged their knowledge, their wisdom, and experience. Many of them had talents, gifts, and abilities that they left for the next generation. Right? So it's important for them to connect to their past through their ancestral spirits. Their ancestral spirits can give them access to spiritual energy, unlimited resources, wealth, and knowledge. They can help them tap into whatever they want to get into in terms of spirituality. That their ancestors can reveal spiritual knowledge and wisdom to them, help them understand certain things that they would not understand. Now, sometimes the ancestors can connect to them in dreams, in revelations, and will come to them in visions and give them information. Now, connecting with their ancestors, having a spiritual relationship with their ancestors, they feel that they're never alone. They will never be alone because they're surrounded by their ancestors' energy and their family spirits that provide guidance, protection, healing, and support. All right? Now, they don't feel alone. They know that their ancestors are always with them. The ancestors are always present. So knowing your family's history, their strength, their resources, and abilities, basically, if you know that, these things are available to their descendants. All right? If you know that your family have a history of this, you can tap into that. You know the strength. The abilities, the the resources that they have, you know that those things are also available to you because you can genetically inherit them or you can spiritually tap into that energy. Okay? You can actually continue their legacy if you know what they were into. You know the family history. Now, some families, they all are musicians and that is their legacy. Some of them are all intellectuals. That's their legacy. Some of them are creators. They're very creative. Okay, some of them are leaders. Okay, there's power in the family, which can be used for transformation and transmutation. Tapping into your ancestral roots. All right, it's very important that people acknowledge their ancestral roots. Now, once you know your ancestral roots and you have connected with your ancestral spirits, then you could also build an altar. Okay, an altar, an ancestral altar that is creating a sacred place okay a sacred place all right a sacred place for you to represent your connection to the divine your spirits and ancestors okay you can have an ancestral altar or you could have a spiritual altar those are two different type of altars now a spiritual altar is just you're creating an altar a sacred space or place for you to acknowledge the presence of the divine This is nothing but a symbolic representation of the divine. You're not worshiping anybody. You're not worshiping any spirits. All you're doing is that every time you see it, there's an acknowledgement of a spiritual presence of the divine. Okay, it's a symbolic. It's symbolic of your spiritual journey. It's symbolic of your spiritual connections. Now, this place has meaning and purpose. It's reflective of your conscious intention to unify with positive energetic forces within and externally. That's all it is. This sacred place is used for spiritual activities such as meditation, performing special rituals, and positive affirmation. All right, that's all that is. A lot of people get scared when they see somebody have a spiritual altar. Oh my God. Okay, but 
When you go to a church, that is a spiritual altar for you if you practice religious spirituality. That is your altar when you go to church. Now, people who don't go to church, they don't have a religion. They have their own personal altar at home. They have their own spiritual altars where they can go and speak to the ancestors, speak to their spirit guides, speak to the divine, express themselves, express their gratitude, express their concerns, ask their questions, and they will get answers. This is where they perform their rituals, their special ceremonies. This is their sacred space. It's okay. All right. It's okay. You can do that. All right. You definitely can do that. Now, positive affirmation. Some people like to recite positive affirmation. Those can be very spiritual. All right. You constantly have certain things that you remind yourself of. Okay. You are reinforcing the positive. You're telling yourself a positive phrase or you're telling yourself a positive quote, you're constantly reminding yourself to be in alignment with the positive, with the spiritual, with the goodness of humanity. That's what positive affirmation is. You're reinforcing the positive. Okay. You're reminding yourself. You constantly presenting the positive to make sure that that's become your focus. All right. Now, some people get into aromatherapy, all right? They use essential oils from herbs and plants or flowers. You know, that helps them with their healing because those herbs have healing properties, okay? Now, we don't always have to ingest, drink, or eat, you know, our medicine. Some people practice aromatherapy, you know? It is something that is commonly practiced among spiritual practitioners, okay? People who are into healthy living or individuals who are seeking healing, Now, each oil is used for different purposes, all right? Each oil have their own purpose. Some of them are for healing diseases. They have therapeutic properties. Some oils are for relaxation, right? That's what they're for. They're for relaxation. They help you just meditate and contemplate, right? Now, some of these oils are used to regulate bodily functions, right? Now, they can boost immunity, uplift your spirit, enhance your you in many ways whether it be emotionally enhance you physically enhance you sexually enhance you all right they can give your energy revitalization they can revitalize your energy sometimes it's used for inspiration insight creativity it helps you balance and align yourself now there's different methods to applying the oils some people inhale them some people use them as massage And some people just use them as bath. Okay? There's so many different types of spiritual practices. Some people use chakra balances. Some people do different things to balance their chakras. Because if their chakras are off, the chakras are not working properly because they have certain blockage in the body. So people do certain type of exercise, certain type of rituals. Sometimes they use crystals and they use minerals to kind of realign the body's energetic field, right? So people use different types of spiritual practices in order for them to realign themselves. That is the bottom line. People use different types of spiritual practices. Now we have these things available to us. Those things enhance our health. It promotes good mental health, physical health, spiritual health, emotional health, sexual health, and spiritual health. 
So you call yourself, if you call yourself a spiritual person and you're not practicing some type of spiritual practice, then you're not really helping yourself. You're not really allowing yourself to really get into your spirituality because you need help. Okay. You need help. It's not something that you could just do by yourself. Now, when you get to a point of spiritual enlightenment, okay, you're able just to tap within. You don't need those things anymore. You really don't. All right. Sometimes you really don't need them, but these things, they're nothing but tools and instruments that you can use to help you maximize your experience. That's all it is. It's going to help you maximize your experience. It's going to enhance your experience. And when you get to that point that you have a thorough understanding of who you are as a spirit, now you can replicate these same type of experiences without using aromatherapy, without using the altars, without using the herbs, without using the mantras. You don't have to use those things. But because you are not in that position where you are mastering your spiritual abilities and your gifts because you can't do that yet because you don't have the knowledge or awareness then you use these spiritual practices to help you that's all it is is nothing but helping tools to help you help yourself spiritually and once you get to that level you don't need it you don't need any of that you can you don't need any of that you can actually create your own spiritual experiences all right now but in the meantime All right, for the people who are starting off who really don't know much about spirituality, they really want to tap, it's very important that you start transforming your life. Okay, spirituality is not something that you talk about, it's something that you do. It's something that you live. It's something that you practice in every aspect of your world, of your existence. It's not something that we just talk about because a lot of people like to talk about spirit, but they're not about the spirit. Okay, you have to acknowledge that the spirit is always present, that you as a human being, you are a spiritual being and you have to nurture that part of yourself. Okay. You have to take care of that part of yourself. Okay. You have to allow that part of yourself to grow. And this is the reason why a lot of people become so unhappy, so sad, so depressed. They become hopeless because they are disconnected from their own spirit. They are disconnected from nature. They are disconnected from the divine. Because they're so disconnected, they feel so empty, so shallow. They feel so low. They feel so deprived because we all need that connection with the divine, with each other. We need that connection. Once we have that connection, we feel whole. We feel complete. A lot of people are looking for that in different things. They look it for in drugs and alcohol. They can't find it. It's not there. They look for it in sex. You can't find it. It's not there. They look for it in food. You can't find it there. It's not there. They look for it in material things. You can't find it. It's not there. It isn't a spirit. Once you get connected to the spirit, you get connected to the divine. You get connected to nature and you get connected to others. All right, then you are nurtured spiritually. You are energized and revitalized. You feel the presence of everything. You feel that you are part of everything and you're connected to everything. So please practice your spirituality. It is definitely what will help us transcend 
this earthly experience at the same time transmute for us to have a better experience. Thank you.